Welcome to the Builders Podcast, episode 65, Dolan White, Sadie Hawkins episode, interviews Matt about his business. Before we jump into this episode, please subscribe to this podcast if you love business and real stories from the trenches. And after a listen, please give us a thumbs up, like, and share if we've earned it. Hit that notification bell too if you're on YouTube so you don't miss each episode. With your help, we can reach more people and deliver these valuable from the trenches lessons to those that need it. Enjoy the episode. Woohoo! Okay, sorry. <laughs> we can cut that part out. Just because recording doesn't mean we can't edit this. I know. Hopefully. Okay, well, we're good. Hopefully. Right. What are we here for? Hi, everybody. Welcome to another The Builders. I'm your host, Matt Levenhagen, and today we have with us Doland White. He's back. He's back for a third episode. Morning, Matt. <laughs> Morning. <laughs> so we, we've we been doing a lot of laughing. You can tell already. We're going to try to settle down and be serious very soon. Uh, but yeah, so her, he actually was on the first guest episode. You were episode 11, the first time I had a guest. Yeah. And... Uh, we're just saying, you know, how it was like, we're going to just do this. And if it turns out badly, we just will never publish it. Yeah. You said it was no a conversation with Dolan. No other whatever happened. Keep yeah. it simple. Yeah. <laughs> just easy. <laughs> then we had a great conversation about team building. And that was yeah. episode 28. Yeah. And uh, so it's been a little while. This is episode 65. Uh, yeah. Before. Yeah. we And we didn't have. This fancy Riverside you keep referring to. He's like really impressed by Riverside. Uh, I'm, I'm completely blown away. I came in, came in today and it's like I'm in this swanky thing. It's got buttons <laughs> and stuff going on, and it's, it's, it, it feels it looks like a studio. And it's it's I'm I'm very I'm impressed. It's, it's very cool. Good, good. It's a lot of well, pressure. <laughs> We're not really that fancy. This just the UI that's fancy. Here you go. Same old match over here. Um, okay, maybe with a little fancier setup here. But it, anyway, yeah. Uh, yeah. so <laughs> so what uh, we're doing today, though, is uh, Dolan had this idea. We were talking like a month or so ago. Yeah. And he brought up this thing called Sadie Hawkins. Sadie Hawkins dances, mm-hmm. where the where the ladies ask the to the boys to the dance or to dance one of the two. Yeah. Yeah. Both. And so I guess, wait, which one does that make? Which one of us a lady today? Apparently that's me today. You're the lady. Okay. Cause I, I asked uh, you to the dance. <laughs> we should, I don't know. Do we have time to talk about identity? I'm not sure. I don't, I'm not sure in pronouns and I'm not sure. Anyway. Well, that's another episode. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah, but but I actually hey. have I have <laughs> I actually have no idea what we're talking about today because Dolan is going to be interviewing or talking to me today, so I'm actually going to turn it over to him and he's going to take control. <laughs> and uh, yeah, just uh, you know, talk and ask me stuff, and we'll talk about stuff and whatever. So so that's what we're here for, and uh, with that. Toland, it's all you. Thank you very much. Well, it's a pleasure to be here, and and yeah, it is it is it is Sadie Hawkins Day. 
it's that day where uh, we get to we get to change roles. I mean, you know, you you know, like you mentioned, we've had a couple of interviews together, and I've listened to many of the podcasts and 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 enjoy them. But I know that uh, kind of you've you've also got a rich history and background and in business and life, and you also played trombone, which I just learned about, which is which is fascinating since I was a tuba player. Um, we could actually start a brass band, but it all depends upon what restaurant we go to. But the uh, I do have some some. <laughs> Some things I want to want to talk about today, because you're you know as a business owner and as a um, a fellow compatriot and old cohort when we used to work together back in Rapid Crush and in those days, it's been fun to watch the evolution of your business and see the things that you do and kind of kind of get an idea about your successes. And I thought it's a really good idea just to kind of maybe flip the tables around and and let me ask you some questions. About, about you. So I have, I do have some questions. I've got some things lined up for you today. Okay. So if you could be taller, no, I'm sorry, that's not the one I was going to ask. Um, no, if you know, it, when you, when you first started your business, and you were you were going, you know, I think one of the things that people have a have a kind of a challenge with is that arc, right? They have an idea about a business that they want to do, and they get kind of in that track of this is where I'm going down this path and they and they go down that path to the detriment of of uh, riding it all the way to the bitter end it's kind of like buying stock high and riding it all the way to the ground um, when you when you had the idea about you know starting your business and where you wanted to go how did you how did you kind of first frame in I think this is a good idea and then start the path? And then we'll kind of get into things that have happened kind of along the way, because I'm really curious about about a few things. So I'm really, really interested in kind of those founding thoughts and kind of what your first vision looked like. Yeah, okay. We can start there. How's that for a good, uh, starting, how's that for a good starting question? I like it. You're, you're a natural. Uh, so um, <laughs> I was just saying that you got to have your own podcast someday. Okay. So... Uh, so no, it's inter- it's interesting because you know when I um, so in the context of of web design, web development, uh, I made a decision back in my early forties. I'm fifty one now, so probably forty one ish, ten years ago. Um, I, I I made a pivot in my life, and I had been doing internet marketing, selling digital products affiliate marketing, doing all this pay-per-click advertising, all this stuff for years. And I was burned out. There's different reasons why I decided it was time to cash out of that and move into a different phase in my life. And one of the reasons I chose web design and development was because I always liked building things. I like building websites and I like tinkering with websites and, um, and so in the first couple of years, though, I just kind of did it as a freelancer and I did it kind of, can I say half-ass on this podcast? Is that Yes, it's your podcast. I mean, you can, yes. <laughs> I didn't take it as seriously as I probably could have in those first yeah, years. Yeah. Um, I was in that kind of transition stage. and um, 
but I did enjoy it. And, and so, and then when rapid crush came around, that was when I was, I actually was starting to take it more seriously. And, um, and that was an opportunity that I couldn't pass up. So three years, four years working, doing stuff for rapid crush. Um, in those years, it was a matter of, I knew this is the whole time during that, before that, and, and after that, this, I knew this was, this was the phase of my life. This is what I was going to do. I was, if I was going to do anything, it was going to be in tech. I was going to be doing uh, building stuff, with, you know, code, maybe some design, right? Yeah. Um, so during Rapid Crush, it was always like, we we're doing these great things. We we're doing awesome, you know, like we had all these, this great vision uh, to build WordPress stuff. And, um, but even through that, it was like, I, as long as I was learning, I was getting better at what I was doing, my craft. That's what I loved about working for there is I could focus on my craft more. Um, I learned how to build, you know, I had built teams before, but, you know, building a team, running Scrum, uh, learned, uh, added more, you know, uh, pieces to my toolkit, um, tools to my toolkit or something. Uh, and so when I, so towards the end, when I uh, left Rapid Crush, um, I kind of was at kind of a crossroads in terms of, where I would take web design development. I knew what I was going to be doing. I didn't know what form that would take. Um, so I'd already kind of in my mind knew that, you know, you have always a plan B, plan C, and, you know, or, you know, things could like blow up. And yeah. <laughs> and so what was I going to do if, if I was no longer with Rapid Crush? I probably was thinking about that for year, you know, since day one. Um, but uh, so... In the early first few months, I wasn't sure. I was I was actually uh, thinking, well, should I just get another job as a web developer? Yeah. Um, and you know, doing WordPress or whatever. And so I did. I did. I did actually apply to a bunch of jobs. Uh, I worked for a, an agency in Milwaukee here for a couple days. <laughs> um. That's a long story, but uh, we won't go too much into that. But I, I it was a, <laughs> yeah. it was a uh, a, rec- a recruiter found me the job, and they promised me some things about the job that weren't actually true. But it was actually a, a legitimate agency, a, a large agency here in, in, in Milwaukee. So did that for a couple of days, but during that whole thing, I was also I was doing things in parallel. I was I was kind of looking for jobs, you know, and then but at the same time. I got that kind of entrepreneurial business kind of spirit and background where yeah, I'm going to build myself a website too. And I'm going to start this little business called unified web design. Um, I'm going to choose a name. I had that already picked out probably the same day. I, you know, went out on my own again. Yeah. Um, so I already kind of like, so I was doing that, you know, cause I had some extra time on my hands <laughs> and, and, uh, and then reached out to some connections. Uh, you know Ryan Lawrence. He was probably the first guy I got in contact with. Absolutely. I knew he was doing freelancing, so he's like, "Yeah, I got some work, or my clients need some help." And so I started doing stuff with him like almost immediately. Um, and then it was just going into the mode of you know just getting work. So I was going you know looking for any type of employment. But at the same time, I'm looking well. How can I get some projects? And I naturally went back to what I was doing uh, pre-Rapid Crush, which was, you know, uh, being on freelance sites. 
Um, I started getting some projects there. Um, started doing work for an agency that was getting people from there um, that I still work with to, to this day, like three plus years later. Um, mm-hmm. So I started building relationships, looking for that work and figuring out, you know, what that, and then at some point, uh, months in, I said, you know what? Looks like I'm going to build an agency. Um, at first it was kind of like freelancing. It was just doing my own thing. And I started thinking a little bit bigger. I'm like, well, you know, I can build teams. I can do this. Let's see what I can, you know, this is not getting any younger. This is my last hurrah. Let's do, let's do this thing. <laughs> That's kind of how it got started. Yeah. It's interesting as you say that for, for uh, kind of the kind of the, the path. I want to go back to something you said just a couple of minutes ago, and that was about about truth. About you know when you you know you had a job for forty eight seventy two hours something like that. Yeah. So. When you when you when you went to the when you actually went out and you discovered that it wasn't what you thought it was, right? And the, when it kind of just was the and you mentioned and actually you said the word truth in there. You just kind of found I found the truth, right? That's part of it. And it's kind of interesting to get. I'd love to hear kind of your perspective. I think one of the things that sets businesses apart is the ability to tell the truth and the ability to really you know, not just portray who you are, but live into who you are and be who you, be who you say you are. So I'm really kind of curious about not to, not to have explicit details around what happened from a truth perspective, but how you kind of interwove the truth into the way you run your business and kind of the way you manage promises with your clients. Yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, reputation is a big part of it. Like I, I want to, I don't want to put something forth that's not true. I want to be authentic and I want to be, you know, mm-hmm. if I tell somebody I'm going to do something, I'm doing it, you know, or certain things are what they are. It's, and I think I find it easier to navigate life telling mm-hmm. the truth or being as truthful as possible. You can tell I'm not perfect, like <laughs> I'm not an angel or anything, <laughs> but, uh, what? but it, <laughs> let's be clear. Um, but, uh, but no, it's, you know, like, you know, I think people say that all the time. It's like, uh, you know, it's, but if you, if you're not truthful, it's hard to, it's hard to maintain that over time. <laughs> it's like, it's way better to just be honest about things. Um, but in this case, it was, um, it was, just, it was, just, it was, I, I don't know a hundred percent what parties that was at fault. Um, it was a communication kind of breakdown. It's just how the, job was structured and um and i i'm kind of i don't know if i'm impatient with those things but i'm the type of person that's like if that's i'm just gonna end it now i'm not gonna i didn't waste their time i'm like all right well this isn't what i thought it was see you later yeah yeah. <laughs> have fun I mean, it was yeah. great i mean i would love to have worked for that agency and done things but it wasn't it didn't fit part of it was it was related to kind of how it fit into my lifestyle and way i like to manage my life and that's maybe why I should be working for myself more anyway but um, yeah I I just think you know I like when I'm looking for other people to work with other agencies uh, or other freelancers or other partners or whatever um, I try to I feel like I'm a decent judge of character these days and I I, I kind of 
you can tell when somebody's not being completely forthright and whatever that conversation. I have to feel comfortable. If something in me, my gut, something tells me something's off here, um, yeah. that is, you know, I I will back away. So yeah, that's it. That's interesting because that that they, what do they call the gut? This right there's the there's the brain, the heart, the gut. Right, the three pieces that come to, that go into decisions. And it, I think a lot of times it is gut. A lot, a lot of folks call it in, it's intuition. It's that feeling that something is not quite what you thought it was. Yeah, and, it, and it's and it's. I think it's informed by past experiences too. Because I have yeah. dealt. I've been in business for a long time, uh, thirty years off. You know, various different industries and businesses, and mm-hmm. from art to insurance to contracting, contracting business. You know, doing. We were doing remodeling, painting, repair stuff. That's a, especially here in Milwaukee, it was, I, I ran into some interesting people that really like to steal everything from you. Um, awesome. So I, I had, I had some, I've had some, you know, uh, partnerships and stuff over the years that like back, I remember in the early 2000s, even I was still very naive. I trusted people too much. And so I got myself into some partnerships or relation, you know, like uh, with other contractors or with other, like there's people like doing re- renovating uh, houses and, and here in Milwaukee, you know, fixing up old whatever. And uh, I just in that business, so like they, I learned, I learned that uh, people aren't all honest, and actually to. Uh, to protect yourself, you kind of have to start with a little skepticism <laughs> and, and a little, you know, questioning things and, and watching people's uh, how they op- how they talk and try to you know pick up on things. And if something doesn't feel right, maybe it's not. Maybe to trust that gut a little bit. And um, I had, you know, I've had I had. One of the biggest things that happened back then, it, it, it's, it's one of those events that kind of has rippled through my everything else I've done, including online. When I started building online businesses, I had, you know, had partners throughout the years, too, there. Um, I had one event in particular that changed something up here. And I had I had been building I had been building a team. So I, this is back in oh, 2001 or. Um, I had been building a team to paint houses and do, we started to do remodeling and stuff, fixing houses, drywall, all that stuff. And yeah. I, I had like a carpenter. I had like two or three painters. Uh, we were painting exteriors, interiors, doing all this stuff. And we were busy. And I had figured out how to, I figured out how to advertise to where I could turn it on and off and get, we were like three, four months deep. Um, I was doing a little ad in the, in the paper here in Milwaukee and I, it just was, tested and I, I was just had all the business I, I needed. So I, I started building a team and I started, you know, we're just, we're doing stuff. We're doing great. And this other contractor who actually was kind of introduced to me through a friend and this guy had been in, he's, he'd been in business for 25 years doing what he's doing. Seemed like a great guy uh, on the surface. You know, he, a lot of people knew him. He was like in part of this breakfast club we were blocked to back then. And, um, but it turned out this is the guy that like basically stole my team from me, 
somehow, like I was so naive, I didn't even realize he was doing all this. He wasn't paying me on jobs. He started not paying me on jobs. I had to start putting stuff on credit cards. I had to start, I had like, he put me in, he put me in debt and he stole my team. Like I would find out he had my guys out in like a completely different city working on projects I didn't even know about. Wow. The idea was, the idea was like he, his, what he came to me for was, uh, or, you know, we had met and was like, well, he's like, he's like, you have this team. You haven't been doing this this long. You've been doing an amazing job building this team and, and, uh, doing great. You're busy and all this stuff. He's like, I got all this work, but I can't keep a team. For some reason, I just have a hard time building a team or getting people to work for me. That should have been a red flag right there, right? I'm yeah, like, that's, well, that's, that's an indicator, by the way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's how naive I was, right? I'm like, yeah. I just wanted to build this big thing. I'm like, he's got all this work. We're going to add more work and we're going to do more, you know, stuff. Yeah. Just wanted to keep building it, right? And uh, yeah, so that informs a lot of what I do even to this day. Like, I, you know, there was other things that happened where I don't know where, how we got onto the subject, but <laughs> where I've been with know. this. You know, we were talking about truth and go ahead, keep going. Truth. Well, that's, yeah. And how that plays in everything. And same thing. Yeah. Like I've had, I had some in the early days of the internet or doing stuff online. Uh, I had some memberships and partners and, and similar type of things happened. There was an event where somebody had control of the money and I didn't. And I was naive enough to let them, like we're partners. He handled the finances. Suddenly I wasn't getting paid. And I had already had that bad experience that within like days, that partnership was over and I was launching a new membership. I had, what I did have was the list. Um, so that came with me, but uh, yeah, from that point forward, I partnerships were kind of taboo for me and I had partners, but they would always be junior partners <laughs> and I would have more control of stuff. Um, yeah. So yeah, but so, yeah, it's very important to me because I think, and I don't know if it's my background, how I was brought up, or you know, I was, you know, uh, you know, it's related to my family or how I was just brought up and as a Lutheran Christian household. I'm not very Christian these days, but I was brought up that way. Uh, so a lot of that has probably influenced me, um, and and I just. I want to trust people and I care. I care about people. I realize that just because I don't think a certain way, that doesn't mean other people don't. And so sure. I, I, over the years, it's kind of identifying the signals. And, yeah. Uh, took a while, but. That's interesting. Yeah, it's there. funny. I think that um, it's interesting that the things that you're talking about, just, and we'll kind of dive into a couple of them, but I think that people, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a corollary to kind of, kind of doesn't really matter the, the the business per se, what you do, right? In business, there are things we do. And, you know, if you're a, we live in a capitalistic society, so there's things we do and we generate income from that and income becomes a measure of things that we get to go do in our life, go on vacation or buy a car or have jackhammers in my backyard today and all the other stuff that's going on around us. So there's things that we do but it, the principles that you're talking around, around, you know, kind of that learning arc as you're, as you're 
young in career and discovering things and finding out the value of truth, the value of, of um, trust. Trust is probably the, the, bigger, the bigger word of the two. doesn't matter what business you're in because that, those, the laws that kind of wrap around those things are universal. So you can own a gas station or design websites and those things, are, those things remain consistent. So as you were, as your your business was growing a little while ago, you said so. I was kind of on this path and kind of where I was heading with this idea around around your kind of your history with your with with your business. And you kind of said so. I was on this path and I kind of went, huh? I think I'm going to become an agency. And what kind of what was what was that like? Kind of in your thinking process that kind of made you stop and think about. I probably need to go this direction and not go that direction. So one of the things that's always, I've always been attracted to since probably the nineties when I was in my twenties, um, I got into sales back then because I always, um, and this is related. So <laughs> it's be related. Uh, I go back a lot. It seems like you do go back. <laughs> Well, at your uh, age, I mean, you know. <laughs> uh, but I, I got into sales for a certain yeah. reason. One of the reasons I got into sales, and I sold everything from vacuum cleaners, like Encyclopedia Britannica, to Kirby vacuum cleaners, Encyclopedia awesome. Electronics, all this stuff that I was doing yes. for a few years. But the reason I did that is because I, I didn't like having a cap on, the, on my income. I didn't like it. I didn't like the ceiling, hard ceilings. Like oh, yeah. this is all you can make. And when you work for somebody else, you might have you'll have a limit. I mean, even my wife, like she's in healthcare, she's she's making great money, and she's found ways to increase that over the years. Sure, but there's still a cap. There's still a you know she gets a certain tier for whatever reason they whatever they call it, and um, and yeah. it's like that you can't make any more than that. That's it, unless you yeah. do some other thing. And so I just, for some reason, that's just kind of like, I don't like limits in, in, in my life. And so it's the same way kind of when I was thinking about uh, well, freelancing versus uh, building an agency. So everyone has different definitions, what freelancer is, what agency is and stuff. So um, what are they in your mind? The, what's the difference between the two in your mind? Between freelance and agency. I try, I kind of, it's kind of simple in my mind. Like I, I see a freelancer as somebody that's pretty much solo. Maybe they, okay. you know, get help from a friend once in a while on some project or whatever. Mm-hmm. They are kind of doing their own thing and, and um, they do, the hours are their hours. They're, they're doing all the work. Um, I think you start to tip into an agency when um, you can do more than one thing at a time. Hmm. So okay. when I, and so in the early days, I was able to do that by, you know, by outsourcing, but just simple outsourcing, you know, contract base, you know, project base outsource or for a period of time, just get somebody to help me on a particular project so they could work on that project. I'm working on other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I mean, and so then over time it's been, you know, adding employees and then you know, still doing contract, you know, stuff. Mm-hmm. But being able to, I just, I just feel like it's, 
it's the ability to be able to do more. And, and that's what I'm kind of like, um, when I decided to kind of start defining myself as an agency, I knew I was probably going to outsource stuff, but I, I really, that's the direction I wanted to go. I wanted to build a small team. I didn't want to have to do everything. There's, there's good, there's a lot, there's benefits to not having to having a team and being able to, uh, it allows you to do more things. Uh, it allows you to get more expertise and, um, and just scale things up a little bit more. Um, you know, like, so it kind of lifts that cap. So I can only do so much as a freelancer. I can only do so much, like I can raise my prices. Right. I can be an $80 per hour developer today and $150 an hour developer tomorrow. I can do that, but there's still, Good. there's a certain yeah. industry cap there too. Yeah. Um, so I would either have to find other ways to generate revenue uh, rather than what I was doing there or whatever. But if I, if I really wanted to, and I, and I don't have some like vision to build a, a thousand man woman team, you know, mm-hmm. I have, I want to build a small agency and, uh, but just to be able to do, have the expertise there to be able to take on uh, larger projects and stuff. And, um, so I can have a dedicated designer, a dedicated uh, developer that has the, the skill set. So yeah, it, it, that's pretty much it in a nutshell. It was just a matter of, I and I like running. I like having a team. I just it's, I've built teams before and different. You know, like I said, in the con, even in the contracting business, I liked. Yeah. Yeah. I liked being able to. There's a couple. There's a bit to get into there, but it, there's a you know one of the re- things is there's things you don't want to do, and it's great to have somebody else there to do them for you. That's a good <laughs> but it's point. Also. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so if I have like back in the contracting business, uh, you know, I, I've, I have again, this like vision of a particular project. Yeah. And we had like a, a three, it was a three story high house and Ooh. we had painted the outside. I think we were just doing the trim on the house and I had backed up my truck and had this ladder, like 30 foot ladder up against the house and wedged into my truck, but it was still not to the peak. And the only way to do it was to get somebody up there to that last one or two rungs and to lay against the building. And they're like 40 feet in the air. <laughs> and we all were just sitting there. I had like three or four guys there. We we're all just sitting there looking I'm like, I'm not doing it. I, I just decided, you know, like, there's no way I'm risking my life on this stupid house right now. But some guy, I, finally, one of my guys was like, screw it, give me that. And he grabs it, and he just trucks right up there, goes up there, knocks out the tip, the, the, the peak of the house, comes back down, like, here you go. That's what a team's all about. You know, somebody's stepping up, taking the, you know, that, it was a beautiful moment. It was a good bonding moment for the it was fun um, but things have happened same way in like you know web design web development sometimes you know like i'm looking at a problem i'm like i don't know that's you know but i but i know that my developer here has that skill set that he's not going to have a problem he's going to have fun with it he's gonna go sure sure so. i think it's interesting because i think that's the the quality of a great team well and first off is 
the ability to build it. So to, back to the guy that you talked about in the construction industry that said, well, I just can't figure out why I can't build a team. That's an indicator. That is an indicator. <laughs> that uh, like in any business, I don't understand why I've got a 30% turnover rate. I'm really not sure what's going on. Half the, A third of my company quits every year. I don't know what we're doing. Um, I'm continually training new people. Um, but to be, the ability to build a team and then get to know your team and then know not only where their skills are, but but you said something really important. But the guy that went up and painted the you know the peak of the house forty feet up in the air is a great example because it's a person who just kind of went screw it. I think was the, was the description. I'm gonna and went up the ladder. And uh, one one of the things that I love is is there's a you know I believe in business. There's a rule that your team will rise to occasions. They will rise to an occasion if you just ask. If you just give them the give them the opportunity and you would be absolutely amazed at the fact that your team will rise to occasion. And I think that's one of the things I've watched with how you've interacted with your since you know we've spent time together before on this work with your teams is to give them the challenge about hey, can we, you know, what if we do these things and and can we can we grow together? Um, so as you, as your business has grown, right. And, and I love the, the concept around, you know, the, around caps, cause there is a, um, there's being the grandson of a redneck. There's no redneck saying about money separates friends and family. And, and there is a cap, right? There, there is a perceit, there's a cap on what you can earn at the level you're at, depending upon the value you bring. And one of the aspects of being a great entrepreneur is you get to uncap it. And then by building a team, you get to uncap it and help others accomplish their dreams at the same time. Um, so I love that. Yeah, yeah, that's that's love kind of the way you put it. There's a there's um you know when I was kind of thinking about the questions, there's a I think inside of businesses. So you talk about building an agency and it takes an entrepreneurial spirit to do that. You have to kind of think like an entrepreneur and, you know, and carry a bag and sell and talk. And I personally believe everybody should carry a bag. Everybody should have an opportunity to have that door slammed in their face. Mine was pools. Not everybody wants a pool. So um, it's amazing how many different ways that you can hear the word no. Um, but what? The from an entrepreneurial spirit, how do you? You know, it takes work, right? To keep to keep your spirit up, right? And to keep the you know, there's good days, and then there's medium days, and then there's tough days, and then there's good, and it goes like this from a kind of a not a business but a, an experiential perspective. So, what do you do to keep your head screwed on right? What do I mean? You know, it's how do you how do you keep your focus and how do you set your attitude and you know what are the things that you do to keep Matt focused? Oh, good question. Ah, keeps me focused. I'm hard headed. Just uh, I decide I'm going to go in a direction and I just keep going. And uh, it's kind of like that though. Um, yeah, I've um, over the years, you know, I've I've. I did a lot of reading, especially back back in my twenties. Again, let's go back there for a minute. I picked up this book you're probably familiar with, "Think and Grow Rich." What? Um, early early nineties, before before oh. the internet. 
that book. Yeah, before yeah. the internet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and books like that like instilled this thing in me. Like you know, you, you choose a direction, you make a decision, mm-hmm. kind of have this burning desire. You create this burning desire, and you just go for it. And it might be years off, but you're just yeah. going towards that that vision. And that doesn't always work out, obviously. Because you can do that. You still, there's going to be a point sometimes where you still have to be like, okay, well, maybe this isn't my direction or maybe I need to, you know, this isn't working out. So I have that kind of, uh, I think I, I just have that kind of ingrained in me. Like, and I, so I don't go into, and I don't go into something when I decide to do something, I don't go, I don't now question myself. <coughs> like I'm going to give it my all. And, um, and I, that may include struggling. And I know that that's just part of the journey. Um, and you're going to have right. failures. I had, you know, an early couple of years of this agency, you know, I had contracts that didn't work out well, even the last year. Um, but I had a certain, uh, I had to sever certain types of relationships uh, where it was like, that's not my kind of client. I, you know, it made me some money a little bit, but that's not, so I kind of, those are many failures. There's many decisions. There's, the, but so there were up and downs. I had given myself a little bit of a runway to do this. So I, I had basically, you know, I, I bootstrap. I'm just going to finance it myself. I'm not going to go out and try to get a big loan or, you know, uh, somebody to invest in me or anything like that. I'm, yeah. that's, that's beyond me. Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to build it from the ground up. But I, I gave myself, you know, enough time. I knew that I could, I was confident enough where, again, I knew what I wanted to do. I knew I wanted to do web design development and be in that space. And I was okay if it was me doing the work, especially in those first couple of years, uh, doing most of the work. And I knew that I knew I could make money at it. I knew that I wouldn't starve. I, you know, I may not be, you know, in the beginning making a ton of money, but I'm, going to be able to get contracts i'm pretty good at selling stuff um i know how to i know how to get business and it's just going to be time so i had a lot of confidence in myself because i this is my first rodeo so um and and i felt like i also had a, just a solid vision it's not wasn't something net new that's never been done in the world other people have agencies so i just had to put my best foot forward and, and, and yeah, I mean, there, like I said, there, there were still, you know, sometimes I feel like I only talk about the, the roses, you know, the great things that happen, sure. you know, and, and how well we're doing and we grew this much last year and stuff, but within there, yeah, there's a lot of, there's still up, ups and downs and things that happened that uh, didn't work out. Um, and I had to really steer the ship and try to figure out who we were what type of agency we were going to be, and who we weren't going to work with, who we would say no to, um, and uh, how pricing fit into that too. Like, mm-hmm. you know, um, yeah. So a lot of so I don't. I think it's just I, you know, having talked to a lot of entrepreneurs and others too. You know, I mean, uh, see who's successful and who's not successful. I just I think it's a. a personal thing it's a personal journey and um 
some are ready for it, some aren't, or it's going to be harder for some, harder for others, depending on what your personality is. Like I, I don't, I don't, I'm not really good at self-analysis. I don't think, but I mm-hmm. think that I think hard-headed is kind of probably part of that. I just, yeah, I just I'm going to do something, and and then I'm always trying to find the positive in things. Know, even if things blow up, like what did I learn from that? You know, I'd, like I know uh, I'm always growing, I'm always learning, I'm always trying to extract lessons. It's on a micro level, from project to project, client to client, from a website, you know, to tech side of things to just in business in general. Like if something does happen, I you know things are going to happen, and you're probably going to feel the pain a little bit and be upset about it for a minute, but you know that subsides and you just get back to work and you just. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, some things it's like, you know, yeah, I mean, you're, you're mad about it for a few days, but, um, and then you try to, try to figure out how you're going to blame it on yourself and move forward. Like, you know, it's, your, yeah. it's probably your fault, whatever happened. <laughs> yeah. You can, you can try, I don't try to blame things on others. I just, you know, like I just shouldn't have been in that relationship to begin with or whatever. And, right. you know, just keep going and. And sometimes, and also set that flexibility and, and try to stay fluid. So if I have a certain thing that's not working out, that I can kind of adjust a little bit along the way. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if that answers your question. Well, it does. I mean, there were so there was a lot of things in there just to kind of unpack a little bit. It's interesting. You said so. This so I read this. The, you know, the Think and Grow Rich, and I've got an old copy that you know our old friend. Uh, uh, Bob Proctor signed that for me a long, long time ago, and um, I'm rereading Organized Planning, the section, and I'm kind of reading a chapter a week as I go along. But one of the things that was in the chapter this morning that I'll just to touch on, that since you mentioned the book, is around being accountable, and ultimately a leader, it takes the ultimate accountability. So it doesn't kind of really matter kind of what happened over at the end of the day. It's the leader that just says, you know what, that was on me. Either I wasn't clear enough or I'm, my decision was this or, but ultimately I'm, and you, and you step into that. And I think that also goes back to that skill goes back to the ability to build a team. Like your team has grown over time. And, and even though some of it's elastic, you know, kind of elastic, kind of depending upon the, the roles you've got that you need and the kind of services that you're providing to your clients. It takes that, you know, accountability for a team to know that no matter what, you've got their back. So, and that's, you know, that you will take them to the hospital when they fall off a 40-foot ladder. And when they're painting the top, you'll drive them right there, right to the ER immediately. Um, <laughs> yeah, I and, hope so. <laughs> yeah, maybe. And as long as they don't, you know, as long as they land in your truck and you don't have to pick them up. Um, <laughs> but, you know, and the other part, too, with, the it's a couple of things I think that businesses and entrepreneurs you know think about and just maybe to kind of summarize for before we get to the last couple of questions but is you know be clear on who you are and know what you're going to say yes and no to a lot of businesses get hung up on they get attached to the money and when they get attached to the money they make a bad decision because it's a money based decision and I got I'm going to go do this and it takes you off of that path. And to get all the way back to the path is a, is a long haul. So to keep that focus is, has been... Uh, I mean, it gets easier as, as, your, your business as, your revenue, as your revenue grows and as you uh, 
get to a certain point, uh, you got to structure your revenue in a way where you can start more easily saying no to things and yeah. going after the things that you want. Um, in the beginning, you know, I had to take whatever. There are those times. Is there a check? Yes. I can do that. <laughs> Watch this. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. There's, there have been those moments in careers. Um, so to, just a couple of questions, just and then and then we'll wrap down because we've been going for a while. The first question is, um, what pisses you off in business? What pisses me off in business? Well, what would piss you off? Oh, man, what would piss me? I, you know, I it goes back to, uh, I I'm a pretty even guy. You are, you so are I, that guy. Yeah, I, I am that guy. I try to stay I'm even. Just curious. No matter what's going on. Yes. Um, but it goes back to our early conversation. I, I'm, I love people. You know, I'm big into building relationships with people. I like honest people, like people that when the thing that pisses me off probably the most would be anytime somebody does something purposefully to hurt me in my business wow. or anything that affects me negatively and they're doing it purposely mm. and they know they're doing it or they, or it should just be, there, there's very few times in my life where I've lost, lost my cool kind of, mm -hmm. <laughs> let's go back into, let's go back into history again. Let's go back. Um, there's a couple instances and you know, I, and when I was young, I kind of had did have anger issues. I was a very angry young man. Yeah. Um, but I figured out how to work through that, and part of it was reading and just becoming a better person. And how to yeah. Um, I remember this particular event um, where somebody it was in the construction business. I painted this guy's house, and he just flat out didn't want to pay me. He wasn't going to pay me. And I don't know what his excuses were. But um, I, I remember being in a restaurant with my wife and stepping out of that restaurant and just yelling into that phone and, you know, re reading the riot act, whatever you want to call it. Like, I just, this is, and I ended up, I ended up uh, taking the guy to court. He actually had left the state, but he had to come back for court to pay me. I didn't mm -hmm. eventually get the funds, but those type of things, that's what makes, so it doesn't, it takes a lot. It's just, I just put so much value in, into human beings being caring. And, and, and so that those are the events type of things over the years where when somebody's doing something they know is wrong and they're trying to take advantage of you in some way. And it's like, no, we're a team. Let's work together. Let's, you know, why are you, you know, like, and, and that was something I had to really learn in those early days because I trusted people too much. Mm. And, and I hate to say it because it's like, well, that's just being naive. And it's like, you want it. You don't want to not trust everybody. Sure. But, but you do kind of harden after a while. You learn lessons that it's like you are, you ask more questions and you pay more attention. And, 
but I, I just, but I just, that's probably it. That that's probably the quick answer. Is just somebody is trying is is purposely trying to harm something that I'm doing and getting in, and, and making me like and has some impact, oftentimes financially on me. I do not like yeah. that. <laughs> Yeah, it's interesting. It's because businesses, I think, businesses operate at the speed of trust. And, and which is just an important, there's a bunch of rules around velocity when I think of businesses. And one of the rules around velocity is the speed of trust. And it, I think that is, it is to your point, it is, and you, I like how you kind of reclarified the, the statement around learning it, but not only learning it, but also learning to ask better questions. So that you you can identify it sooner, you see it sooner, and you've got context, and you can kind of look back and go, yeah, I remember that guy when I had to step out of the restaurant. I had a couple of those in my career. I remember throwing <laughs> my cell phone off a nine-story building once. So hmm. it was fun, and gravity works. So yeah. um, oh. and, it, and it exploded on impact. So um, so yeah, that's a that's but, a great that's a great point. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like like just just as an example, like this. Just a few days ago, I had a conversation. I've been working with an agency, this particular agency, for yeah. for a while now, since last year. And we had a call the other day about a couple projects. And, uh, and he brought up the idea of we really, because they do marketing, uh, digital marketing and advertising, all that stuff. And we do, they like what we're doing. He's like, we should partner. We should. Anytime I hear that partner word, I immediately go into this kind of, defensive stance <laughs> and so i know that when that we're not ready yet he's like he's not ready i said we kind of already do partner we actually that's kind of one of our verticals is, or or things that we do is is try to um complement agencies that need the services we provide and work together with them and, um so we kind of already but i don't know where he's going with that but it's already red alert you know and <laughs> these are the questions i'll ask but I'm going to make sure because uh, I'm going to protect my assets and <laughs> make sure that any situation, any contractual situation or whatever would not, uh, you know, yeah, be already built. So, yeah, yeah, that's, an, yeah. that's it. It's, yeah, it's interesting. It is that balance, right? Because the, there's many connotations to the word partners. So, yes, yeah, so, yeah, so probably the last, yeah. <laughs> So, last question: the the team that you have today, and the, that you you know you've developed. Obviously, you've developed it now over years, right? The without naming without naming names, if there was a uh, an heir apparent, if you're developing, have you been focusing on developing your team? You mentioned before having people that would, you know, climb that 40-foot ladder. In your strategy in doing team development with everybody kind of around you and the team, are you focused in areas of specialty or are you also focused on growing someone in the team who can come alongside and help you do other, you know, help you do other kinds of leadership activities or sell or kind of... So what I'm looking for is there's two aspects. There's a delivery component and there's a business component to teams. And kind of your philosophy in 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 this is the sixty second quick answer question on your philosophy on that on that. 
Yeah, I, I think uh, I think different stages of your business uh, requires different people, right? Man. And um, yeah. so at the stage of my business now, it's it's more about getting the work done and the jobs done and uh, getting the right people in place that are expertise in certain areas, whether that be a certain type of development or uh, the closest I get to that right now is probably, you know, in the VA department, the virtual assistant, where her job is just going to organically change over time as uh, our sure. needs change and our organization changes. What she does today, have a marketing and content and um, kind of some day-to-day stuff or whatever. But uh, someday that she may help more and that may grow into more project. She kind of helps me sometimes with client stuff, but... You know, that she's, she's going to, I see that growing. Um, but, um, but I have another phase of team building that's uh, going to occur over the next couple of years. I've kind of given myself a three-year window where a lot of my team, most of my team, but like employees are, are international, um, so India, Philippines, um, kind of built that kind of team. Um, and but I also have U.S. contractors that help work together and help each other. But what I want to do is I want to build a U.S.-based team, and that U.S.-based team is where the kind of um, the next stage of growth is, where we'll start talking. They'll start more on the management side, account management, um, and help in other business-related areas. But also just help. I'll never get. I'll have both teams, and this team. Mm-hmm interface with this team and that's my vision anyway and um and that's i think where where all the business related uh team building will happen and you know to, I, my goal is 10 20 years from now to be able to maybe somebody will give me a nice offer on the agency or something i don't know maybe i'll be here forever maybe like a, i'll still be 100 doing this but um but I want to be able to get to a point where I know I've talked to other agency owners who are at that point or were at that point when they sold sure. where you can step away for a couple of weeks and the business still operates. Things are still going. And, um, and that's where I want to find myself in the next three to five years. Yeah. And, uh, so, it's inter- it's interesting. Uh, interesting. You say that Matt, because the, uh, not to park it back to, you know, our old friend, Bob, one of the things that he would talk about is the definition of a successful business is you go to sleep and the business makes money overnight. You wake up in the morning and the business is going with or without you. And you focus on growing and you focus on doing things you have to do. But there's, you know, there's a continuation of the business process as it goes. So it's interesting to kind of hear you land on that, kind of land in that spot. So, And, and, and I, don't, uh, I don't have a time frame, a specific to the day time frame. It's just... I know that's the next phase, and I know it'll be dependent on, you know, how we do, you know, because you obviously need to grow revenue to get to that point, too. Yes, that's part of it, especially when you are self-funded. Details. Those are just details. (laughs) So... So just kind of in in the so, so first thing is I want to I want to I want to thank you for giving me time to come in this morning and spend time with you on this on the podcast and uh, appreciate the opportunity to interview you and be Sadie for the day and and uh, I've enjoyed it because I think there's I think there's great value in having you know there's there's 
there's a there are those people who teach those people who do and very rarely do you have the opportunity to pick people's you know get through the the brain process with people who've done both done it taught it spoke it been in it and you're you're one of those guys i hold you in high regard so um it's an honor to have you did, an a, you did a great you did a great job today well, thank you very much. So if people want to know more about you, where could they go to find out more information about you on the, on the, on the World Wide Web, the Internet, the Al Gore Internet? Yeah, well, first you can just uh, Google Matt Levenhagen, and I'll be on that first page all over the place. Um, but uh, otherwise, thebuilders.fm is where you will find our podcast these days. And uh, unifiedwebdesign.com is our web design agency yeah um, where we do maintenance and custom work and all the stuff you'll find there um that's basically it right now good um, and otherwise i'm on linkedin and i'm on social media i'm on twitter and linkedin i spend most of my time in those two places um awesome. you can find matt levenhagen there awesome well thank you great thanks okay, for i'm gonna take it back now i'm gonna take it back now Thanks, everybody. <laughs> this was fun. We may have to do it again sometime. <laughs> We're going to go back to just uh, whatever it is we do. All right. There Take care. <laughs> That's all for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed that. Again, please subscribe if you haven't already and give us a thumbs up if we deserve it. If you want to comment on this episode's page, provide me with requests on topics for future episodes or inquire about being a guest, please find your way to thebuilders.fm. You can contact me there or add a comment under these show notes. Now a word from our sponsor, my agency, Unified Web Design. We build custom websites, features, we maintain websites, we work with agencies to fulfill their web design and development needs, and more. If you're interested in our services or are looking for an agency to work with as a partner to build awesome sites for your clients, feel free to reach out to me at unifiedwebdesign.com. There's a handy contact me link at the top. Fill out that form and it will open a ticket and that ticket will find its way to me. Thanks for joining me today. We'll see you next time.